Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis. Richard Lummis is on assignment, so I have as my special guest, Jennifer May. We talk about a recent blog post she put up on leadership lessons from former Tennessee basketball coach Pat Summit. I know you'll enjoy this edition. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and I'm thrilled today to have back with me Jennifer May. But we don't have Jennifer in her role as compliance consultant extraordinaire. We have her in another role, as I now know, her genetically and DNA-defined role as an Indiana-born native and lover of all things basketball. So, Jennifer, first of all, welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. I'm thrilled to be here. Tell everybody, or remind everybody, I should say, what's your current role? So I am currently the Director of Compliance Advisory for Broadcat. We are a consulting and design firm that works with folks to help help them build out their ethics and compliance programs from a real behavioral science and human-focused perspective, really breaking down those concepts so that they make sense to the people that they need to communicate that with. I was intrigued when I got an email notice of a blog post you wrote this week. Uh, And I'm not sure if it's in honor of March Madness, perhaps, perhaps not. But it was some leadership lessons from a woman named Pat Summit. Yeah. So I want to start with Pat Summit. Yeah. Hopefully our listeners know who Pat is, but if they don't, why don't you tell everybody who Pat Summit is and why she yeah. means so much to not only basketball, but to you. Yeah. Pat is just quite simply a great basketball coach. I think that is just the number one thing on her resume. She And she has a very enviable resume when it comes to coaching basketball. Over a thousand. She's a silver medalist as a player, gold medalist as a coach, 38 years at Tennessee, eight national championships. So really, for that perspective, she's just really the epitome of a championship winning coach. But what I learned and what I really started to resonate with when I was building this particular article, and yes, it is in honor of March Madness. My basketball love requires me to do those things in the month of March. But I really started investigating. I wanted to highlight a championship coach. I wanted to highlight someone who was inspirational, was doing some research learned more about her, aware of her from her clearly championship resume. But as I learned more about who she was as a person, 
that made me even more excited about writing about her and having an opportunity to share some of her wisdom. Ran across an article, an interview she gave in 2007 with, with U.S. News. And she made, I pulled the quote here so I could get it right. She made some comments really about the human side of coaching that really resonated with me. And one of the things that that she said was that she had to learn to become communicative and less confrontational. And she said, I have had to adjust. I used to take it out on my players. You have to be very secure to stop and think about what players need from you. That just resonated with me so much. I thought not only here do we have a great coach, but we really have a great person who has a lot of humility and was very honest coming forward with her own growth as as a professional, which I thought was great. And I also found out the most awesome stat of hers, the one that I thought was just the most impressive, was that of all the players who completed eligibility under her, all of them graduated. What an amazing stat. If you finished your work with Coach Summit, you also got a degree. So she was pouring into other people, which I thought was just great. So she became my muse to put together this fun little article. Wow, that's, that is beyond impressive. Yeah. So let's actually go to the article. I really saw a lot of lessons for compliance professionals or even other business executives. And just go through the article and explain why you drafted each point and some examples, perhaps, that either Pat provided or you saw in her life. Yeah, I thought this is a fun way to just not only connect a little bit of sport and a little bit of current events with the compliance messages that we send out and that we talk about a lot. And in I think even for folks who aren't sports fans, a lot of this can still resonate and makes a lot of sense. So that's why I thought it would be fun to bring some of her quotes forward and talk about those and think about how they could apply to us in our compliance world. And so one of the things that that we focused on and that I found was that she said, teamwork doesn't come naturally, it needs to be taught. And I think that's just such an amazing message around helping compli- helping folks understand what it is that we want them to do in our ethics and compliance space. These rules are hard. The laws are hard to unpack. The regulations are tough. But we need to do more than just write a policy about it and push it out there. We need to actually teach folks what we want them to do, how we want them to react, how we want them to behave in certain situations. And Coach Pat's around teamwork, it doesn't come naturally. She's absolutely right. You've got to be a teacher as well as a good communicator around what the expectations are. Next up. Yeah. She also talked about silence being a form of communication, which I always loved that. And I always think if I can just talk a little louder, if I can be a little louder, maybe my message will get through. But she said silence is a form of communication and sometimes less is more. So I don't want compliance folks to take that as any sort of shut your mouth comment. But I think it's important to think about how we use our voice and how we communicate and not only verbally, but how we communicate in a written style, how we communicate visually with others and really taking that next step to understand how our audiences are hearing us. What's the best way to get to them? What's the kind of communication method that's going to resonate with them? so that your message does break through. And when you do use your voice and when you do speak up, it's actually heard and it's actually going to resonate with that audience in a way that makes a lot more sense than just screaming from the rafters. Right. So when I saw the title before I read the paragraph under that, I thought you were going to lead to listening, but you didn't. 
And so what I really appreciated from it was, in addition to the lesson of listen, I had another set of lessons too. So I really thought the silence part was really interesting and useful. Does it work for you as a mom? Sometimes it doesn't. I think I think my son has learned over the years that when mom gets quiet, maybe that's not a good thing. So maybe silence does work. Okay, next up. So the next thing I wanted to focus on from coach was if you don't admit a mistake and take responsibility for it, you're bound to make that mistake again. And boy, is that, (laughs) that is so true. There are so many times when we've stubbed our toes and we didn't really fix the problem. Maybe we just band-aided over it with throw it under the bus, but maybe just with a module or something like that. We didn't actually go after the root cause. We didn't actually break down what happened here to say, hey, how are we going to fix this? And just really stepping up and dealing with those problems is really tough. That's a really hard thing about what ethics and compliance professionals have to do. But I used some basketball lingo there too. I said, hey, you got to post up and deal with that hit. You really do need to address that situation head on. And sometimes that means speaking up to your regulatory agency and say, hey, we screwed up. We made a mistake. And there's going to be ramifications for that. But you've got to deal with that so you can really get what the root cause is for that issue and start to fix it. Because if you don't really get after it and fix it, you're probably going to make that same mistake again somewhere else in the organization or somewhere else with with your... So in your next point, you talk about how do you not win games, but win and build champions and win championships. So I want to see what you have to say about that. And then I may translate that a little bit. So here we go. Another sports kind of theme here. But coach said, offense sells tickets, defense wins games, rebounding wins championships. And I loved that because we've always heard, I think a lot of people have heard, even folks who don't follow sports, offense wins games and defense wins championships. But I loved that Coach Summit added in the rebounding part. And then that really does win the championships. And she had that to say offense sells tickets. And she's absolutely right. It's exciting to watch the sport. Defense wins the games, but rebounding wins the championships. And so I think from a sports perspective, she's absolutely right. But also from a compliance perspective, what I took from that was we need to learn to we need to learn to adjust and bounce back from those situations that where we do make mistakes. Just like we talked about, if you don't take responsibility for a mistake, you don't actually address that root cause, you're probably going to have it again. So part of rebounding, part of actually getting better is facing up to that, dealing with it, pivoting and adjusting. And so just because you've done some sort of training in the past or some sort of communicating in the past, that might not be enough. You may need to step back, rethink about your strategy, rethink about how you're going to approach a certain problem so that you can really get after that. And that requires adjustment. It requires rebounding and it requires getting back up and keeping going, keep moving forward. So I took that in a little bit different direction, but I think it's consistent with what you said, and it's the following. For years, one of the top CCOs in the Houston area was a guy named Jay Martin at Baker Hughes. And Jay always said, execution is the most important element in compliance. It doesn't matter your tone. It doesn't matter your policies and procedures. It doesn't matter anything. But if you don't execute, you're not going to have a great program. And when I saw that title, I thought, 
that's what rebounding is. Yeah. It's the nitty gritty spade work, doing it every day or in basketball case, every night. And that's what's going to, to win you championships. So I saw this as directly, it's execution is where rubber meets the road. Yeah, you can have the flash and dazzle. You can have great athletes. You can have great coaching. But if you don't execute, it really doesn't matter how great your program is. So I really appreciated that. It's the spade work. It's the day-to-day slog work that we all have to do. So, yeah. yeah. Up next. Uh, yeah. And I, just to double down on that, I think you're absolutely right. And that's it goes back to not only the rebounding, but also owning up to it. It is tough to stand up every day and to do that work and continue to slog after it and get after it every single day. So I appreciate he's absolutely right. Execution, that's the key. Maybe that's another quote that I didn't pull out of Pat. So I can probably go find something about practice and getting in the gym every day and working hard. I think that's exactly what he's getting out there and exactly the kind of thing that I would expect Coach Summit to have said at some point. The last thing that I pulled out from hers, I just rounded out as five easy ones to take back, was that a champion is someone who's willing to be uncomfortable. And I think that also goes with what we were just talking about. You've got to be willing to deal with and face the fact that you're going to deal with the bad stuff. Compliance folks, you don't always get the most exciting and fun things to deal with. You get some of the more challenging things to deal with. But these are the things that make for a better culture, make for a better organization, make for a better experience for our coworkers and for our teams. And so getting up and getting after that work every day, being in that uncomfortable space and working through it and helping others work through it as well, that's what makes you a champion every day. And I think the work that ethics and compliance professionals do is some of the most honorable and toughest work out there. And I'm excited to be a part of that community and have been for a long time. And so I would just tell my colleagues, hey, this tough work, this makes you, that's what makes you a champion. It's what makes you a pro. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You're amazing and you're doing awesome work. So we have a special bonus question for you, which is, how's your bracket doing? Tom, we're not talking about brackets anymore in our house. I think my bracket, I know my bracket, just like most others in the country, I think was pretty well done by the end of the first round. But that was part of what made March exciting and fun for me. And I hope fun for other people too. It's fun to put together a bracket, fun to think about who might win, and then fun to see it all completely get blown up because you get a group like Fairleigh Dickinson and some of these other teams that have just done amazing things in these first couple of rounds. I'm so proud of all of the teams getting here, getting to this round. uh, There's only 68 teams that get a chance to play in this this tournament. There's other tournaments too, and those are great as well. But all these teams did a lot of work. So I think the bracket part of it just makes it more fun to watch those stories unfold. But yeah, my bracket is done. It is, yeah, not even looking at it anymore. So Jennifer, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. We're going to link to your blog post in the show notes, but you've got a pretty exciting webinar coming up on Ethics Ambassadors. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. And if anyone wants to attend, where can they go? Oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, we are putting together a webinar on ethics ambassadors. We think ethics and compliance people need a village, need a team to help them continue their good work. And putting together an ethics ambassador program is a great way to extend your capability to reach your team, reach throughout your organization. So we're putting together a free webinar on that. It's going to be on April 12th. 
and anybody can sign up. There's a link through the blog post that you're going to post with the show notes here, as well as you can just go to thebroadcat.com and look for that webinar and sign up there. Again, totally free and uh, looking forward to talking with a lot of folks about how to build a great program like that. Jennifer, I wanted to thank you again for actually writing the blog post. I can't think of a better way to celebrate March Madness, celebrate Pat's Summit and the incredible work she did in basketball and life and really have some fun talking about some leadership lessons for compliance professionals. All I'm going to say is keep up the good work. Oh, thanks, Tom. You too. I appreciate it. And thanks again for the time. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review this podcast as it would help our ratings on iTunes. Also, I've linked to Jennifer's blog post in the show notes, as well as her upcoming webinar on ethics ambassadors. So check both of those out. 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership, is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. If you haven't done so, check out Presidential Leadership Lessons, a series where Richard Lummis and I are going through the U.S. presidents to take a look at leadership lessons. And I just finished up a special series with Don Frazier from the Texas Center at Shriner University on leadership lessons from presidents of the Republic of Texas. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.